this is Renee Lawrence, and welcome to the Breaking It Down with Renee podcast. For this discussion, the panel and I discuss having the police in America blues. We are sick and tired and tired of being sick. So we are expressing how we're feeling and uplifting and encouraging one another as we do so. Please take a listen to the panel this week as we break it down from our perspective. I hope you enjoy the podcast. You know, yes, we're, we're praying and believing in God, but all these me- mega churches and churches and churches here and churches there, why don't all these black folks come together and bombard D.C.? And make some noise and let them know, hey, we're tired of this. But that's what they did with with the protests all last summer. They were bombarding D.C., the White House. They were bombarding in Washington State, all over the country. I'm just, I'm talking about the the churches. I'm talking about the churches. I know that that you find, that's why a lot of the, the, the people that are members of Black Lives Matter, more of them protesting and not uh, riding their buses. They were not just protesting and marching, they were boycotting. Yeah, That's they something. were boycotting. So why don't, why don't we, I, I just really think sometimes we've gotten so relaxed, and I have to actually say that you do have some churches, not all, but you do have some of these ministers, like my boy Freddie uh, Haynes down there in Texas, that these people are speaking out. Yeah, and I just say with all these, all these young blacks being killed, it's just too many. It's, I just mm. feel like it's time for the body of Christ, with all the memberships and the dollars they are taking in, step out here and call for some boycotts, do some marching, do some protests, and do something because it's just getting to be too much. That's all I got to say. <laughs> And hope that people will will join in. You know, I mean, I don't know. Your membership got to be on board too. Uh, you know, well, membership and and financial support. You know, to to get them to these locations, it take a lot. I mean, the church people need to organize some stuff. That's what you I'm got, saying. You, yeah, got to, you got to beg do. people to do anything. You got to beg folks to work. Well, I think that sometimes just, I think sometimes uh, with the churches, if they would, if, you know, if people feel like it's for a, a great cause like this with all these young blacks being killed and everything, I just believe that even uh, people like me, you know, up in the eye, be willing to get out here and do whatever because. What affects one of us affects us all. It might not be you, um, me today, uh, somebody else. I mean, you know, even even share with your son. I'm sure you probably have the same every time he goes out the house. Oh, uh, he he doesn't. He never he never goes away without me. And and that you know, I, I you know I 
pray that he would be able to, but, um, you know, currently that's, you know, in the last several years, he has not been able to do that. He only goes out with me. Yeah, but just like I have a cousin in South Carolina, she just posted this on Facebook the other day. She's petrified because her son is 17 and he has autism and she is afraid to let him go out and drive. He has his license and everything, but she's so afraid for him because they don't know he has autism. Right, right. And you know what? Even if they did, would they care? People are posting things that's like who they most people who with mental illnesses and things like that. That that's who they were killing before everybody started making a fuss, and now they're just killing black men. Period. But they they used to kill people with mental illness the most because people would always say, "Well, I can understand they didn't know and." And he did this or she did that, made a certain movement or was acting a certain way. But see, now they they don't have an excuse. They're just killing people for sport now. That's, that's it, the it, way it, it appears. So when, I mean, the young man last week, I mean, stupid stuff. Somebody got a busted headline. They don't even stop these, stop white people. I mean, they don't even stop white people when they have serious uh, violations. They let them go. They, you know? On Channel Seven, yes. On Channel Seven yesterday, on uh, Good Morning, uh, uh, you know, GMA, the third hour, TJ and and the uh, lady there had a, a chart, and it was a, two cars and two police cars, two charts, two different paths: the white path when the police pull you over, what happens to you, and the black path of what happens to you when the police pull you over. And it ended up with the white person being pulled over. Officer approached, talked to him for a minute. How you doing, sir or ma'am? Asked for the registration. Did you know you had a busted tail light? Did you know you've been through the light? Did you know you did this? Yes, officer. My no, yes, officer, whatever the case may be. They get a ticket and drive on. But on the black side, the officer gets out. Now, now he wants to escalate it, get out the car. Oh, you know, their the approach is totally different. And it ends in Deadly end. It says deadly ending. I don't know. Uh, this uh, a few years ago. I, I think I told. Well, I think I told you all about this. But I think Renee. I know I told you uh, a few years ago. Um, Ryan and I had gone to the post office here, and we were headed to the store, and we had just pulled out of the post office. Now the post office is three three houses up from my house, and uh, we pulled out and. Um, we were going down the road, and a police officer passed us, and he was in an SUV, I think. Anyway, he he passed us. He waited until he got way past us and then turned on his light and came behind me. Well, I thought maybe he got a call. So I went by the church, which was only a few blocks, and I pulled over by the, the road where you go to the church. I pulled over to let him by because it's only a two-lane road and uh he pulled in behind me and i'm like why is he pulling in behind me i'm like you know and so he comes out and it was a black man this was the most disturbing part of it, it was a black man mm -hmm. he, he got out of his car i had all my stuff with and ryan was sitting there frozen i mean he was frozen speechless he could not say anything i had sasha in my lap so i, I gave ryan i gave sasha to ryan and um, I had my registration and my license and insurance card in my hand. I had my hand out the window so he could see it, you know, like right at the window. 
he was edging up to my car with his hand on his gun and he was looking like, okay, I'm about to shoot any minute. And, and when I looked in that man's eyes, he had fear. He was terrified. His eyes were like, like this is going to be my last day on earth. You know, he was going to shoot us. And, um, and when he got to the window, he grabbed my license and stuff out of my hand like I was a dog. And what did he stop you for? And then I asked him to, I said, I said, I said, I said, sir, may I ask you, why did you stop me? Yeah, you were speeding. And I, I, so I wasn't going to argue with him. So he takes my license and stuff back there. And uh, it took him forever. He was checking everything. So when he, I guess when he couldn't find anything on me, he then wants to say, that's what I'm saying. He wants to say, no, at first he didn't say I was speeding. He just said, I'll be back. And that, then when he came back, that's when he said, um, uh, you were going uh, 45, I mean, 45 and a 40. Five miles. Yeah. And they don't even stop you for that. They allow you to pin over the, you know, by law. I mean, it, but it, you're uh, black. it's like an unwritten <laughs> law. They allow you so much over the speed limit. But anyway. Well, by it being unwritten, you know, they can um, use that however they want to. That's you know, the they can't That's have, the and then you right have to have insurance. And I said, yes, know. I do. I said, I've never not had insurance. Never. Not one time ever not had insurance. Well, So he wrote me a ticket for not having insurance and for, for, for speeding. But this man, I didn't care about any of this. This man had fear in his eyes. And he told me, I said, I said sir, I have a clean record. I don't have any. He said, and then he didn't say how far back he went on me. He said you had a speeding ticket back in 1987. Lord help. And this was 2017 or something, or 18. He told me I had a ticket back in 1987 in Atlanta. In Atlanta. We in Alabama. He told me about a ticket I had in Atlanta. And I mean, but I'm telling you, that had me so frightened to drive. And then when I called and complained about it to the police, I was slowing up in front of my house and looking at me. He wouldn't wave, he wouldn't speak or anything. Like, I mean, he was like trying to be threatening and menacing to me. And then my uncle started coming outside and Ryan started coming outside. And I, even the pastor was in my driveway. He and his wife one day, when the uh, officer drove by, I said, that's the man. I was just talking about him. And he drove by. I said, that's him right there. That's him right there. And, uh, and they were like, wow, he is harassing you. I remember that, Sherry. I remember you telling me that. Mm-hmm. I mean, but that terrified me. Now, I mean, but that really terrified me. Y'all don't know I had nightmares behind there because I might be telling in a calm way, but the way that it happened, I'm telling you, our hearts were beating so fast. I just knew that man, he had his hand on his gun. And, he, and then he yeah. said, I was going, it wasn't that he mistook me for somebody else. He said I was going 40 in a 35, and he had his hand on his gun. So, and, and that's the whole point. They they want to pull black people over for going five miles over the speed limit. He's terrified, so he's going to make you terrified. If he was yes. that scared or terrified, he should have just called it in, given you a ticket, and let you go on your way. And then to harass you, it, it just do doesn't make sense to me how and, and they're policing. And so when the thing happened with, you know, Ahmaud Arbery and all the different ones they started pulling up for traffic incidents, I said, wow, there's a pattern here. But see, when I when when that happened to me, it scared me so badly. 
for the longest time, I was driving so slow, or either I didn't want to go, and then I was looking outside my house, you know, because this man was driving by my house. But think I'm, about Sandra Bland. That's how she got killed, remember? Yes, yes, you're right. Well, Sandra Bland, they pulled her over, but didn't they arrest her? And then they said she hung herself. Over, but then she something happened to her when she got in that jail cell. Yeah, oh yeah, when she got in the jail cell. Yeah. Over for a minor violation. I know. It's like they take us in for minor stuff, and 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 the path for a white person getting pulled over, they could be drunk. They they still would be put in jail. Let us be drunk. Oh, then we trying to resist arrest. Bang bang, we're dead. They're playing well, judge, jury, and execution. I mean, what are the, uh, what leaders do we have on this side of the fence to do something to to do something about it? And they're trying, but they these officers just keep doing it because until something happens, until the law is changed, where they have they they have police reform or police and reform, they go, it's like they're still trying to kill as many as they can. They, they have immunity for killing people like that. Right, there's some, some reform has to happen. Defund the police, but some type of reform. Maryland just passed their reform. Kudos to them, because now they're making it more difficult for police to do what they're doing and get away right. with it. They went over the governor's head, you know? Yeah, they veto. Oh, he yeah. tried to veto some of what they had he in the bill. Yes. So they need to just implement that in other I states. I don't even like him. I, I, I thought I did, but when he said he was going to vote for somebody and wasn't going to vote for um, Biden, I can't remember. Oh, he, he, oh, he didn't say. He said he was going to vote for someone that already, he was going to vote for yeah, Ronald Reagan or something. Yeah. Being a smart mouth Hogan. Well, I, I pray that when, when the governorship term ends. I think he showed his true colors this time because a lot of he, a lot of black folks voted him back into that position, into that governorship. Yeah, I, I didn't understand it. Well, I think he was I think he was showing them a different him. You know. And then he flipped yeah. on the other side. I, I think that Asian there is a brother that was he, on. He concerned now about the Asian folks being attacked. Oh, because his wife is. Folks. His wife is Asian. That's why he's concerned about it. That's what I know. Yeah, so something needs to give and, and, and reform needs to happen. Like, again, kudos to Maryland. Uh, I, I pray to Virginia. Uh, I try to go. Some uh, because I think they need that. And uh, I was listening at somebody the other night. I don't know whether it was on Joy Reid or what. But they were saying that what's going on in the George Floyd case, they are these. They, this is what they said: these folks, white folks, are willing to make um, uh, Chauvin the, the, the sacrificial lamb. So they got to start somewhere. About this, but for the most part, uh, it, it's going to have to be a fight to get them to be. Uh, And they put they arrested him for murder. They got him. And they arrested him for murder and charged him with murder. And he was a police officer. And he was a police officer. Black. But she was white. Mm -hmm. 
And that's the thing. Don't these black police officers know? You don't see them shooting anybody white. And they always seem to be just standing around when they are when, when they kill somebody back. They just had to be standing or helping them beat them up. I mean, it's just, it's just ridiculous. It, it's like it's within the police department. It's like, if, oh, if you don't join in, but they're going to come after you too. Black police officer, join us in beating, beating up this black man. Are you, are you next? Yeah. Hey, um, I wanted to find out if it's okay with you all, if if I can pray. And I want to do something different if it's okay with you all to let's uh, I want to start out with prayer. I was actually uh, working on this prayer because um, I had just been stressing. And so I just started writing this prayer and I wanted to know if it's okay we start out with it and I want to do it. If you want to add something to it, like if you all have somebody specific you want to pray for, I can add that in it. But uh, it's a prayer. Because and it addresses everything that we're talking about. I'm thinking if we start out with it, that might give us a little bit of peace, and then we can continue talking. Oh, absolutely. Let's do that. Let's do that prayer, let's and let's do it. Yeah. Go ahead, Sherry. Okay. Well, let us go before the throne. Our Father, most holy, omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent God. Father, we come before your presence with thanksgiving. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for your salvation and forgiveness, Father. Thank you for covering and keeping us and our families, Father. Thank you for every way you've made. The songwriter says that you are a way maker, a miracle worker, a promise keeper, and light in the darkness. And our God, that's who you are. God, you are worthy of honor, glory, and praise. With you, we can overcome every storm, including COVID-19, hate mongers, murders of our people, and despair in the land. Almighty God, we thank you that even in this world today, we can find peace in you. Help us not to be overwhelmed by the constant bad reports of the world. Help keep our eyes on you and be enveloped by your peace. Father, heal those who are sick and protect those who are not. Give our leaders wisdom to navigate the economic uncertainty. Strengthen us, God, your church, Father, and reveal us how we can reach the needs of those around us. Calm our fears and fill us with your hope, joy, and peace as we put your, our trust in you and you alone. Renew the right spirit within us. You told us that in this world there will be wars and rumors of wars. Nations will rise against nations, but through Christ Jesus, the world might be saved. Send your spirit into the hearts of all men that the world might know peace through your abundant mercy, God. God, please hear us. Listen to the cries of our hearts. We are afraid and uncertain of this world we live in right now. Please help us, God. We need you close to us. Please bless all who are suffering. Bless the dying. Bless all who are hurting and grieving. Please be with the lonely. Bless the caregivers. Give them patience and understanding. We pray for a united world of brotherhood with tolerance and understanding among all people. We pray for an end to war the alleviation of suffering, the healing of physical and sexual abuse and mistreatment of women. We pray for a global awakening of humanity to know that you are God and all must answer to you. 
Father, bless each woman on this call as we intercede on behalf of others through Christ Jesus who intercedes on behalf of us all. Father, you know us personally. You provide all need. Cover our families and lead, guide, and direct us in every thought, word, decision, and action. This is our prayer offered in the majestic and most holy name of Christ Jesus. Let us say together, amen. 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 Thank you for that. That was a fervent prayer. Thank you for that. We needed it. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. Sitting here, I just, you know, I said, well, I'm going to do something with my frustration because, you know, like everybody was saying the same thing. I heard you all saying the same thing that was in my prayer. I'm like, you know, we're hearing all these bad reports and just so frustrated and overwhelmed with, with grief and despair because we feel like there's nothing we can do and we feel like there's nobody else doing anything either or what can we do? You know, it's like they have on uniforms and they're killing us. Then you have COVID that's, you know, trying to kill us and it has killed over 500,000 of us. And, you know, it's just so much is going on. You just wonder sometimes, but, you know, you have to look to God and, and find peace, even in the despair. And because it will, it will, will take its toll on you mm-hmm. if you allow it to. Every time. Yeah, because all you have to do is just sit alone and start thinking about everything that's going on. And realize, and then you'll start feeling helpless and hopeless. And then you have you to know. say, but God. But yeah, God, we thank you because we know who you are. Yes. You alone. You but know, God. You you are allowing these things for whatever purpose that you have in mind. See, our thoughts are not his thoughts. So we we have no idea of why God is allowing these things to happen. But you know, we know that it's not because he can't do anything about it. I think he's exposed a lot of it. And we're going to see just what he's going to do about it. Yeah, he's exposing, that's for sure. Yeah. But God, I I, I thank him. I thank him anyway through all of it. Yeah, and and pray for those families that have been that have been destroyed by it. He said to pray without ceasing, and and then the scripture came to me today when I was praying to be anxious for nothing, and that's. You know, even in these situations that we got going on, be anxious for nothing but through prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. And so, God's word, you know, which truly is a a, a light into our path. Yeah. Keeps us Mm. from stumbling and falling in this dark world because right now the world is very, very dark. Thank you for listening to Breaking It Down with Renee. I'd like to thank my panel, Sherry, Evelyn, and Miss Battle. And I appreciate you, the listeners, for joining us. Thank you until the next time.